All right, everybody, we are back. Hey, want to welcome the 97.1 listeners into the family along with the KMOX. I've already been here for an hour, so a lot going on. Have a lot of a lot of great things happening. Um, definitely anybody, anything you have happening, like they said, feel free. Give us a call, 314-436-7900. Um, had a really, really interesting uh Question there with John at the end of the last hour about um, trying to insulate an area, you know, that was built onto his house when it was rebuilt, you know, an extra three foot area. So a lot to think about with that and a lot to think about with, you know, um, getting that insulated and looking inside of there for like mold and things like that. So if you get in there, John. Think about the conditions of that and what may or may not happen or be happening, you know, the way that's been closed off. So <clears throat> just a little heads up for you. So we got Joe on the line here. Hey, Joe, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Joe? I'm the, walking through the raindrops. Yeah. Is it raining now? It, it wasn't when I got in. It's sprinkling pretty good. I don't know. I think I don't think we're going to have a deficit of uh, rainfall this year. Yeah, I don't know, but we've definitely had some cold that we've had to deal with that has been, uh, yeah. And I'm sure it's warm now, but it will be coming again. Um, stick around. We're in so St. Louis. That's what I'm calling about. So I think uh, this rain and everything uh, got into a crack in my stucco house. And now it kind of froze and then popped it out. So what do you know about stucco repair? Um, Well, it depends a lot on what, uh, you know, the age, when it was done, and and the different types of actual stucco out there. You know, is it a newer home where it's like an EFIS-type system, or is it an older home where it's actual kind of like a plastered, you know, masonry stucco? Yeah, it's the hard cement. It's the hard cement. Sure, sure. Yep. Yep. So that's, you know, really kind of very similar to like a plaster repair on the inside of the house, you know, with the stucco uh, material and everything. So they can, you know, dig that out and and just kind of patch that area, texture it to kind of blend in um, and then, you know, repaint that stucco surface to, to fix those cracks. So if I wanted to find somebody, what you think I I live in St. Louis, I should call like a, a St. Louis plastering company in the area or something? Yep, that that exactly. That's where I would start with some some plaster repair companies that they'll you know, a lot of those will do that exterior, you know, cement stucco. Okay, so you're saying call a St. Louis plastering company? Yep. All right, man. Thank you. Yep, that would be the best people to find and get a hold of to get that repaired. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Hey, yo, no, you too, Joe. Appreciate you a lot. So we got uh, Diane here uh, has a plumbing issue, I think. Diane, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hey, uh, thanks we had for something... calling. Thank you. We had something unusual happen during the really cold weather. Um, we and it was a dripping behind the wall, or that's what it sounded like. It only happened when someone was using uh, one of several, um, like the shower or a particular sink, and it would start during the water flow, and then after the water was turned off, 
um, it would continue dripping for, oh, I don't know, half a minute or something, and then stop. And that's the only time we ever heard it. It happened multiple times. And when the weather warmed up, it we have not heard it since. Okay. And, and so it's to a uh, shower, you said? Well, running the shower would do it, um, which is on the top floor. On uh-huh. the main floor, running the sink that uh, is right next to that wall, it would also happen then. Okay. Yeah, my, my guess would be... Um, you definitely have condensation happening, probably um, have have some sort of, uh, you know, not the best insulation somewhere that's, you know, letting the the pipe get cold. And uh. then, you know, it, if, if you imagine, you know, like when you in the summer, when you take a, a glass of iced cold tea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you no, take I that cold that. drink outside yeah. and that, that mm-hmm. it just instantly is covered it will do that exactly in reverse in the winter when uh-huh. when you turn on the hot water and those pipes heat up you're probably getting condensation happening and it then it just kind of it so much happens that it starts dripping off of there once you stop that water running you stop that shower as the pipe cools down the condensation slows down stops kind of goes away for the time being. So, um, and, and temperature difference is what, you know, hu- relative humidity and temperature difference is what creates condensation. So right, the right. greater the temperature <laughs> difference, the less humidity you need to get moisture. So you're, you're probably not getting a lot of it when it, you know, when the pipe's cooler. And then as soon as that pipe gets hot, you get a bunch of it, and then it stops once that pipe cools down again. Okay. That, that's what I was wondering is whether we were actually hearing something that was from the outside of a pipe rather than from what was inside of a pipe. Yeah, um, it sounds like it, it totally is. Yep. And, and okay. there may be there some kind of insulation, you know, work that could help prevent that in the future. Okay. But when, when temperatures get that cold – you know, in areas where they're not used to it, you know, um, I have some relatives that live in Texas and boy, the stuff they were going through because it was going to get under freezing, you know, wrapping pipes, heating pipes, doing not because they're just not built, you know, mm-hmm. to sustain that. Well, it's the same thing for us. We're, we're not necessarily built to go to minus 15, right? you know, so, so yeah, that- those strange things happen when it gets that cold. Could that condensation actually be on the outside of one of the, I don't know what you call them, but the pipe that's normally empty that vents through to the attic, through the, through the roof? Just oh, on the, the plumbing? like the plumbing, the, the drain vent? Probably yeah. not. Oh, okay. Um, just because that's a, that's a, you know, well, depending on the age of the home, that's a PVC pipe. Yeah, 1979. Um, and and so. there's there's no water in it. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's really probably not condensating there because that temperature of that pipe won't vary a lot. Okay. Okay. Got it. You know, yeah, it, and turning on the water and turning off the water wouldn't affect the temperature of that pipe. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. It, 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 it would affect affect the temperature of the drain a little bit, but uh-huh. where that vent pipe goes up the wall and everything is far enough yeah. away that I don't think that would change it that much, but 
hot water running through a, a copper line will definitely change temperature, you know, okay. a lot. Yeah. See, it would just have to go up high enough because this these pipes were in the absolute center of our house. So interior, they weren't changing temperature at all. But, you know, if any of them reaches up into the attic, then that would be a yeah. big temperature change. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and it could be, yeah, that you have like attic air um, coming through. Oh. Into that wall cavity, oh, from where that pipe vents, and it's not necessarily it might not be that pipe doing it, but it might be cooling that that cavity. With that being in the center center of your house, um, yeah, I would say kind of like an, an energy audit might not be a bad idea right. to you know where they can they can create like air movement and they can use mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm infrared gun technology cameras to look at stuff and see, you know, cause yeah, you're, you may be able to fix something like this by simply sealing off mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm. the basement side or, and, or the attic side, mm-hmm. you know, of where that pipe comes through. If there's a gap there, um, yeah, sealing that a hundred percent would definitely help that. Good point. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you so much. Oh, very, very welcome. I appreciate the call, Diane. And for everybody, hey, feel free to join in the fun. Get in on this with us. Having a great day here. 314-436-7900. We are going to get into a break, and we will have more to come. All right. Hey, we are back. Having a great old time here today. The Home Improvement Show. Rich Orris, your host here with you. Hey, if you have anything for me, we got a great lineup of calls, questions here. Get in on this with us. We're having a good day. We're loving it. 314-436-7900 for everybody out there. And we're going to start off with Christina here on the line. Christina, can you hear me? Thanks for calling. Yes, I can. I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do to be able to persuade or I don't know what to do. My landlords at my apartment complex refuse to change the batteries and the smoke detectors that I can't get to. Okay. They are behind locked doors. I And they constantly beep and drive me nuts. And I I would think that would be a, a hazard or a, it's just unsafe. Yeah. So, so you have, um, they're, they're doing that low battery beep, like one, yes, one beep every minute or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, and, and you you've tried they, to I've tried. let them know, yeah. and they just don't yeah. do anything about it. Right, um, it seems almost like it's on purpose. I keep telling them to please stop or to please fix it, please fix it. Yeah, I go about all other uh, things they tell you to do to put in a request, this, that, and the other, and they just won't do it, and it goes on for weeks, and then they stop. Which has got to mean <laughs> that the battery's dead, so that can't be safe. So I don't know what to do. Um, well, and so I, I don't know that it would stop uh, if it's a powered one, because basically what happens is they have electrical power to the smoke detector, and so it so it the battery beeps, powered ones do. Um, so the one that'll if it's if it's it, it depends on if it's only a battery powered one or 
if it is one where it has power, but it has a battery, you know, in it for backup. They're all battery powered. They're, oh, so they're not. They've made that clear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you could, you could call, I would, I would try to get with your, your management company one more time. Okay, and, and I don't I would, want to piss anybody off. <laughs> well, and, and I would just tell them that, look, you know, I, the, the, the places I would recommend a call if they're completely just ignoring or being unresponsive yeah, or, or won't, you know, answer and show you that, no, we did change it. It is good. Let me show it to you. You know, um, customer service these days is not, you know, all what it, what it used to anymore. be. It doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. As much as, as it should. But I then I would just tell them that look I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling the municipality and I'm gonna call the the fire district call the fire marshal. So then I should call the fire you know, department. Okay, yeah, I didn't say, know if that's what I should do or not. I mean I that would be your backup too. I would I okay. would again try with them and and I would maybe not as a threat but tell them I'm concerned for my safety and this is well, gonna be my exactly next step. Well, that's exactly the fact. That's you know, exactly the truth. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Well, and it's super bizarre because I go into even their leasing office or and I've just stepped in a couple other buildings because of laundry facilities and whatnot. And they've got the same there it's doing it there too. So it's just like they just don't care. They just really don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a shame if that's happening yeah. for sure. But so yeah, I that's the I way I would go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That those would, think, if those of you out there that can stay in your house, stay in it for as long as you can, because once you're disabled, you're kind of screwed. I <laughs> uh, yeah. appreciate your time and your help. Thanks. No problem. Very, very welcome. Let's go to uh, Jim on the line here. Um, what do you got going on for us, Jim? Okay. <clears throat> I have a question about Tuck Point. Um, bought a house that was built in 1904, um, 30 years ago, had it Tuck Pointed for the first time since it was built. Uh, the, visually, the tuck pointing looked perfect, but if you walked up there with a key uh, and just uh, applied that little bit of pressure, you know, all the sand came coming out. So, had the whole house tuck pointed. The guy did a great job. Still looks great 30 years later. Um, however, for whatever reason, they didn't do the chimney. And, okay, whatever. It looked fine then, too, although I wasn't up there to press on it. Sure. I had the chimney tuck pointed <clears throat> separately, independently, about three years ago, three and a half years ago at the most. Okay. Um, chimney used to accommodate a boiler and a hot water heater. Well, one of the first things I did was replace that boiler with a 94% efficient boiler. So it's vented outside uh, horizontally. Okay. So the only thing... The only thing the chimney now there is a flue liner in the chimney also a stainless steel flue liner which I had put in there, okay. and um, when I put a new water heater in, and the only thing the only heat going up there is a is a fifty gallon water heater. It's only my wife and I, so we don't use just a ton of hot water. So at any rate, some of the a few lines of, of the of the mortar in the chimney kind of popping out. And it seems to me to be incredibly premature after three and a half or four years. Um, you know, how long should I expect um, uh, tuck pointing in a chimney to uh, hold up? Um, so, I mean, yeah, typically tuck pointing on a chimney can can last, you know, quite quite a good amount of time, like 10 years plus. 
um, for sure. You know, 10, 20 years even maybe when done, you know, really, really well. The question or the thing I'd look at and question I'd ask is if you can get your hands on a piece of the mortar that's popped out, it's okay. The the question is how thick is it? Because when you tuck point, you want to grind out, you want to get into that brick about a half inch, five eighths of an inch, maybe to like three quarters of an inch. You know, and, and the, okay, the problems I see with tuck pointing is a, a lot of times as it's popping out and there's problems that are like, man, I just had this done five years ago or whatever. Those pieces are only about a quarter inch thick. So, uh-huh, so they didn't so. grind it thick enough to really make it hold well. So it looks good, but it's not going to hold up. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So because some of them hand scrape, you know, instead of a grinder. Uh, which oh, is yeah, which yeah. is fine if you can hand scrape at least you know half inch five eighths of an inch or something deep easy enough because the mortar's you know that easy to hand scrape out then it's perfect go ahead and do that but you know uh, it, I've I've seen in St Louis a lot where yep they do that it's about a quarter inch thick and it ends up popping out so check for that and and if that's the case then you know it just needs to be retuck pointed. Yeah. Now, should I probably do the whole thing rather than just the three or four lines that are popping out? If it's too thin and that's why it's popping out, I would I would just suggest redoing the whole thing because it'll probably be a battle where every couple of years you'll have a tuck pointer up there fixing something. Ah, gotcha. Oh, by the way, your earlier call about, um, let's see, stucco. Uh Uh-huh. I have a stucco addition on the back of my house. The house was built in 1904, a brick house. I have a stucco addition that was built in 1936. Oh, wow. And it's the original stucco, and it's, there's not a crack or not a chip, or there's absolutely nothing out of it. it. Obviously, the people who put it up there knew what they were doing. Yeah, and, and, and if you don't get, you know, if you have a stable structure, because that stucco... <laughs> Most of the cracks occur if you're you're either getting moisture behind it or your your structure's moving a little bit. It causes some of these cracks. Then you start getting the moisture, you know, behind it. But yeah, that old stucco like that, that concrete type, um, you keep that painted up nice and and moisture out of it. And if your your building's not shifting or, or moving slightly, that it's it's yeah, it's concrete, man. It won't go anywhere. It's a great surface. Well, anyway, listen, thank you very much. And by the way, uh, you're doing an outstanding job like your uh, predecessor did. Oh, well, hey, I I totally appreciate that, Jim. Thanks a lot. Uh, Appreciate the call. We're going to get into our middle hour break here. So everybody out there, you can get to me. Next segment, we got phones wide open, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. We'll have more to come right after this. All right, welcome back to the Camwise Home Improvement Show and welcoming in all the 97.1 listeners also. Um, do want to remind everybody that we've got we've got one place to find me, one number, so get in on all of the questions. Let's get some great conversations going. We're having a great time today, so the, the number you want to dial, even from the 97.1 side, 314-436-7900, bring you right to me. 
super easy. Got a lot of great things going on. And, you know, I wanted to get back to um, kind of that scenario. We've had a lot of conversation today about, you know, the cold, heating inside, condensation, things that happen inside homes, you know, and, and when things are built kind of out of the ordinary differently, um, there can be a lot of stuff to happen. So, you know, basically thinking of the call from last hour when we were talking about the three foot that was added to the house, basically it's like a an addition. It's like a three foot crawl space, you know, of a foundation. So depending on you know, what they've done inside of there with the floor. Is it dirt? Is it rock? You know, that sort of thing. Um, you could really end up, you got to treat that crawl space a, a, a certain way to kind of, you know, make sure it stays conditioned and, and doesn't have moisture, condensation, mold, things like that. So if you're getting a lot of cold air infiltrating in it means you're getting hot air infiltrating in the summer it means all these these things are happening and so you really could be under a condition to where you know once you get once you go in there to try and insulate that area to you know correct the cold and the things that are happening on the main floor you really need to have a good inspection of how is that done how is that built and, and, you know, is there mold, you know, really inspect everything because you could have a lot more going on in such a small space that you just don't really know about where it's rotting away wood and things are happening. I've seen so much of things like that. It's it's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, but uh, so, hey, my call screener is down. Do we have a call in line? Perfect. Let's get to the phones here. Hey, are you there? Can you hear me? You there? Who is it? Yeah, this is Rich with the Home hey, Improvement I, Show. Sorry. What's I'm your name? Hey. My name is Dale. Oh, hey Dale, how you doing? What do you got? What do you got happening today? Well, I have a house that was built in 2007. It's got like an 18 foot great room. My uh-huh. energy bill, my energy bills are through the roof, and I don't know. It's got not an atrium, but it's got a wall of windows on the back side of the house. And I can see that one of them is leaking. A seal's broken on it, but the other four seem to be okay. But I just didn't know if it's an insulation thing or just, just that's just the way it is with a great room like that or or what it is. Well, there's, there's a combination of things there. Um, do, does, the, does that great room kind of connect with the second floor too um is it kind of overlooking it it does there's there's a loft up there there's two bedrooms and a full bath up there and and do you have one heating and cooling system or do you have a second one for the no i just just have one you just have one so that 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 that's okay that kind of helps just a little bit because i have seen a lot of houses where when you have those two units you know and and you've got that open area you've got cold air returns you know, running upstairs and downstairs separately and it's pulling, you know, at different times and it's stealing air from one, you know, one side. So you're losing a lot of hot air towards the upstairs when, when the upstairs runs and it's pulling air in. Um, so that can be confusing enough. So you, you don't have that going on. So but, there's a, there's a, there's a small ceiling fan in that great room and I've heard, you know, get a big giant one or Yes, or, that know, that would uh, be a good thing too. Is um, 
get a a bigger ceiling fan, get you know, get get a really good size ceiling fan and and let that thing, you know, run on low like all right. the time. It you, right. you don't even ever have to to shut it off. Um, another thing you can do that that kind of helps out is if you have a newer furnace or if you replace your furnace, you know, where you end up getting a high efficiency and you can have a variable speed fan where you can run the furnace fan on on a very low speed, you know, 100 percent of the time. That's a great thing to do also. But yeah. my guess is going to be, you know, your windows in a 2007 built home are probably, you know, not a great, like a builder grade, the the yep, argon, the stuff, it's just, you know, they're just not that great. They don't insulate around them like, like we would replacing them with low expansion foam, make this stuff, you know, more airtight and, mm -hmm. and really, you know, seal things in. So you probably have windows letting, letting temperature in hot and cold summer, winter, and you probably have some air infiltration around them, you know, letting in some hot and cold. So definitely, you know, windows and doors are, are like the number one first thing to do that kind of helps seal up a house and, and really yeah. help, you know, with the, that energy. And then, of course, upgrading your your equipment to a way higher efficiency furnace and air conditioning. Helps those energy the air bills pretty new. a lot. Is it? pretty new. Okay, yeah, that's good. So having a, a high efficiency on that, you know, definitely can help. But uh, yeah, your your windows and doors is usually the first go to thing we see, really? especially around the age of your home. So you're probably insulated fairly well in the walls and the attic. Um, so let me ask you about this though. I, I that. Uh, that stuff you put that plastic you put on your window and the heat shrinking on there is that stuff I did that last year and I didn't seem like it helped that much. Um, yeah, because it might be the you know coming around it, you yeah. know, as far as more on how it's insulated and and flashed into the wall rather than just the glass, right? You know, um, and that's kind of pertaining to just the glass you know, trying to keep the cold out or whatever. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it's tough in there. Do you have a fireplace in that yep. room? Yep. Right. And that same wall is a fireplace there too. Is, is it, um, is it like a gas yep. fireplace? Yep. Does it, uh, and you feel all kinds of cold air coming around that, around that. Okay. So it, it does have doors that open and it's just a gas. No, it doesn't set. really, but it doesn't really have a door that oh. opens. It's got, it's got a solid fixed glass there. Okay. So, so you've got a sealed unit, but you feel cold around it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's another, just how they insulate, you know, like a, a, a building standard that, you know, um, a lot of times when I, when I talk to people and they're like, do you build a code? I go, well, not necessarily. Sometimes, I'm a lot better than that because if code says just put this in the wall, if you don't have an actual like thermal break somewhere to keep, you know, air infiltration out, you know, you're probably getting a lot of cold air and hot air in the summer around that fireplace 
you know, inside all that empty space around the box and everything. And that's going to bring that, you know, that's going to make all your stuff work harder and, and keep, you know, cool your house down and you're trying to heat it up. And so there's better ways to insulate all of that too. It's, it's easy to do when building and hard to do later. Right. So do you think in your, in your estimation, the windows and doors would be the main culprit? Yep. Yeah. Windows and doors definitely are, are the first thing we find during energy audits and stuff like that, that, and they make the biggest impact that, and, you know, insulation is next, but, um, your, your age of home, you're probably doing all right in your insulation as long as they didn't miss anything. Yeah. Like, like around that fireplace. That's, that's right. probably the next big culprit, but very hard to change that right. culprit. So, yeah. all right. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Appreciate the call. Um, we're going to get into our final break here. One segment left for everybody. Feel free to jump in. Remember one number to find me, 314-436-7900 from both sides. And, uh, We're going to get into our final break here, and we'll have more right after this. All right, we are back. Got a lineup of calls coming in here, final segment. So we're going to go straight to Kevin. Kevin, hey, how are you doing? Thanks for calling. What do you got? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I I have a chimney question also. Um, My house is three sides brick, but the chimney in the the back is obviously brick. Um, Towards the top, Maybe two or three feet. The some of the um, bricks are chipping off, falling off. Uh huh. And you can see you can see cracks. You know, in between where it's been, um, uh, you know, tuck pointed or what have you. Some of those are cracked, but the main thing is the the, the bricks are actually falling. Piece of them are falling off, like chipping off. Yeah, yeah, like a whole chunk, right? Where right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically defacing is kind of what they call that, where um, it's it's the same thing as the mortar. Basically, you know, bricks are very, very porous, and water moisture gets inside of the pores in the mortar and in the brick. And, you know, when you, when you have freeze-thaw cycles where it freezes overnight, you know, thaws the next day, freezes overnight, that water is expanding and contracting, it's getting bigger, and it will actually break the brick in half. It can pop the, you know, like half the brick, just the face about a half inch thick, you know, just right out of that brick. And and yeah, so those bricks will need to be replaced. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They just basically kind of like tuck pointing, they'll grind out all around them and they can pull out you know, just those specific bad bricks and then repoint them in and, and then kind of re-tuck point. So I would, I would recommend tuck pointing, you know, that probably that whole chimney from the roof line up right? and then replacing any of those bricks that are cracked or defaced at the same time while they do it. Yeah. I, I mean, someone where it looks like it's chipping off, there's like mold behind it, you know, and uh, I tried sealing it with like Thompson and stuff like that, and it didn't seem to do any good. So yeah, once yeah. you start getting bigger cracks, I mean, because that just works on like the small pores. So you have any type of defacing cracks, different stuff like that. It's just so deteriorated, sealer won't keep all of the moisture right. out. 
gotcha. you know, of okay. something like that. So, yep. I, mean, I kind of figured that, but I was hoping not, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a shame. Too bad. I, I'm, I, I tend to be the bearer of some bad news every now and then, but, uh, right. Yep. Appreciate the call, though. All right. Thank you very much. Yep. No problem. So we've got, uh, Ron on the line here. Uh, Ron, what do you have? I have a question. Today, like it is in St. Louis, wet and all that. Would it be a good thing to go out and see some grass seed? Um, well, you know, typically more in the fall is is a little better time for that. Like when you aerate and get it in there and let it kind of germinate and, and, you know, be there all winter and start growing in, in the spring and everything. So, I mean, it, it, you could, I, I think you could have some success with it, but I would, you know, earlier, you know, towards the end of fall is definitely a better time to do it than right now. Or like October, November. Yep. All right. Well, I was looking for something to do today, get outside even a little, even though it's sprinkling rain. And I thought, well, I could throw some grass seed out here and maybe have some luck to get some of these bear spots. Yeah, yeah. No, and you may. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just better time to, to address all that right at the end of the year because it'll have all, all season to, like, germinate and come back and, and really start working for you. All righty. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Right. Hey, no problem. Thanks for the call, Ron. Appreciate it. All right. All right. So we got Linda. Linda, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. What What's happening? What kind of question you got? <laughs> I have some, I hate to say the word, but mold at the base of a wall in my, on drywall in my basement. Okay. And I'm trying not to stress out about it, but I'm try- I need to find some. I don't know where to start. Should I, if I should call a carpenter or somebody that do, does mold remediation? Because I'm afraid it's going to be really expensive. Well, so where where are you seeing this mold? It's in the basement. There's the basement. There's a room that's drywalled, uh-huh. and it's it's on the base, at the bottom of the wall, where the floor meets, and it, there's some on the wall in the middle of the wall. Okay. I can see it coming through just a bit. But on the opposite side of that wall is, um, you know, cedar siding. And there's a chimney also. I mean, not chimney, a fireplace. Okay. So I I don't know. I guess the water's coming down the exterior wall and causing the mold on the inside. Well, it, yeah, so you either have um, some kind of water leak like you're thinking or you have just basic moisture that is, you know, if you have high humidity in the house, if, you know, it, you can get mold like this. So it's a matter of if it's like just some mold growing on the surface because of humidity in, in the basement and all of that, you know, that definitely you want to get remit, remitted from, you know, like a mold abatement company. And basically, if it's on drywall, if it's on wood, things like that, they just have to tear it out. But you definitely 
want to get with somebody other than just them to where you can figure out like why is this happening is it because of high humidity in the house is it because of a a leak from the cedar siding is it condensation is you know what are the things that are making this happen because even though you if you get rid of it and you remit all that mold and it's gone and you replace the drywall if you don't change the condition of the home that's causing it yes it will reoccur Um, so i would definitely say you know out here in st louis you can call our office at Mosby Building Arts and, and we can get you into the right people as far as figuring out why it's happening and, and then working with the mold remediation also to make sure that it's, you know, that part of it gets handled too. Okay, that sounds good. I will definitely give you a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's... I, I've been putting it off because I thought this is going to be probably a real expensive issue you know to take the whole you know that whole section of the wall because this light goes for about i guess four feet across the bottom yep so perfect yeah give our office a call they'll guide you in the right direction get the right people to look at it um 314-909-1800 for mosby building arts and they'll be able to guide you and, and get you going so hey appreciate the call linda okay all right Thank have you. a good day good luck All right. So, hey, we are at the end here. Had a great time. Had a great show. I appreciate all the kind words, the call in, the shout out for our our Mosby crew, all the stuff. So awesome. Really appreciate it. Really love it. Um, Enjoying all of this. And I will look forward to talking to everybody next week.